Welcome one, welcome all. Welcome to the Bricks in the Wall. Welcome back, folks. I hope you enjoyed last episode. That was my good neighbor, Mikey. I love that guy. One of my best friends. Uh, I'm basically in love with the guy. And so today, we're going to actually have his stepsister. And uh, you might be wondering, his stepsister, what? Why? Well, turns out she's a very interesting person. And just like all the other guests that have been on this show, uh, very interesting, uh, very into the holistic health, alternative information, kind of conspiracy, psychedelic, all that kind of stuff I know you guys love. And so, yeah, after me and Mikey recorded last time, we're speaking and um, he mentioned you, who is, I'm going to bring on in a second, and her name is Avital. Uh, it's a strange name. We're going to ask her where, what it's about and all of that. But yeah, he was talking to me about how Avital is a very interesting person and that she would be a great guest. And so we got off to talking. I said, yeah, man, send her my info and we'll get to talking. And so I found her on Instagram and again, all the cool stuff on her Instagram, you know, she's about um, helping people through coaching, through doing alternative things. Yeah, I'll read her bio really quick. It says, I help you heal symptoms naturally with a root cause approach. So, Avita, how are you doing? Welcome to the show. Hey, Juan. I am doing great. I'm super excited to be here. And, uh, yeah, I'm ready to jump in. <laughs> what does it mean by I help you heal symptoms naturally with, what is it, without or with a root cause? With the root cause approach. What does yeah, that mean? Yeah, so basically, I can help anyone that's struggling with symptoms, whether it's digestive issues, maybe you've been diagnosed with, um, some sort of irritable bowel disease, autoimmune disorder, you're struggling with hormones, period, fatigue, headaches, really any symptoms because see, symptoms are your body's way of communicating to you that there's something out of balance. And when you can learn to understand what your symptoms are trying to say, you can identify what your body really needs. And so that's what I help people do. I help you connect, learn to connect back to yourself so you can identify understand what you really need. Maybe uh, there's a nutritional deficiency. Maybe you need some water. Maybe you need rest, right? Sometimes it's just super basic things. Um, but I take a, a root cause approach. Um, so that's basically, you know, what that is, is I help you identify what's really causing your symptoms versus where conventional medicine will just treat the symptoms, but not really treat it. Really what they do is they dampen your symptoms so you don't feel them as much but the problem is still still there right because you haven't removed what's actually causing it so what like most people when they get off of those medications conventional medications it comes back even worse because mm -hmm. it was like a band-aid mm -hmm. that was covering those symptoms so you couldn't feel it anymore but they're still there right you know so yeah my my goal is to help millions of people heal through this approach and I incorporate holistic nutrition. So that means like nutrition, lifestyle, um, stress management as just basic foundations. And then I also incorporate bioenergetics. So bioenergetics is being able to test the energy that resonates off of like a hair or nail sample so that that can identify any anything that's under the hood, right? So maybe there's some nutritional deficiencies. Maybe there's resonating toxins like parasites, mold, bacteria, those kinds of things. Um, so that's one of the tools I also use. And then plant medicine. So uh, things like marijuana and psilocybin mushrooms to help with trauma healing, because that's really uh, one of the main root causes of 
all disease because anything that's spiritual can manifest as a physical illness. I love that. That's a whole lot of stuff we can talk about. But yeah, man, that's amazing. I applaud you. That's like that's the way medicine should be. And I'll bring it back really quickly. What one thing you said was when the body is in disharmony. It reminded me of what Terence McKenna said. He said that people and society is sick because we're at this ease. We're not at ease with ourselves. We're not in tune with what's really truly wrong with us. And like you said, we just mask the symptoms with these drugs, pharmaceutical drugs that are again made through the oil industry. And I don't know if you've done this, but have you done research into the Flexner report? No, okay. no, I never heard of it. No, well, tell me about it. Check this out. I think you, you really dig this. So in the 1910s, the Rothschilds, um, they uh, founded this guy to do a study called the Flexner Report. And basically what they wanted him to do, like under the table, was to kind of erase all the ancient uh, types of medicine or holistic healing methods that people used for thousands of years, like in China, Asia, all around the world. And he wanted to implement and standardize medicine to where the only approved drugs would be those that are derived from oil and stuff that was coming out at the time. So it was just like a big push to kind of steer medicine away from natural remedies and into a more of a, a drug thing that you get from a doctor with a prescription and it goes through that whole system. Mm, yeah, yeah, I, I totally believe that. I mean, you know, plant medicine has been used for thousands of years. These plants have been here on earth before humans were even here, right? right. And like uh, conventional medicine, pharmaceuticals have only developed in like less in the past hundred years. Right, so right. Um, obviously there's, you know, underlying reasons as we all know why, but um, yeah, it's crazy. Let me ask you this, because this is something I always toy about in my head. Now, do you think that all of this, these problems that arise solely stem from the greed of these industrialists? Or do you think there is actual malevolence and reasons that they're actually trying to maybe keep people sick? Or what is your opinion? Yeah, you know, I, I think that as with all people, they have there's people that have good intentions and then there's ill intentions, right? Um, I think greed is definitely part of it, right? We have big pharma, um, we have the healthcare industry, it's, you know, all connected, uh, the, the food industry, the FDA, right? They're, they don't have the best intentions for humanity, which is really, really unfortunate and sad. Um, there are people that show up that, you know, go into this field hoping, um, you know, having these hopes of, of change and, um, you know, wanting to really shift the narrative. But unfortunately, uh, this, the system is just so huge and um it feeds feeds the greed right, right? um and you know it's, it's all connected it's really unfortunate but thankfully i do see a huge shift especially in the past couple years uh since covid hit i mean that just like really um triggered this like exponential growth and push to the holistic health alternative um, you know, medicine side of, of things. So it's super exciting to see. And, uh, you know, we are at the forefront of it. So lots of cool things that are unfolding. Yeah, I love that. And that's a great response because when I do think about that, I do think, okay, well, greed is part of it. But I think at a certain point, a person has to either internalize that and kind of turn that feeling off and like continue to knowingly and actively harm people 
because people take the Hippocratic Oath and, and that says do no harm unto people. But if I re recall correctly, I think they changed it recently after COVID. I, I don't remember what it is. I'll, I'm going to have to look into it after. But, really? Wow, but that's insane. I, th I, think, I think that there are people who, like, who see the game for what it is and they say, well, you know what? I'm, this is not for me. This is not what I signed up for. I'm gonna look for alternative or different ways to actually heal people. And I actually recently just had a podcast, maybe four podcasts ago with a lady who did just that. She worked with a kinesiology, but once she got into the whole system of how things actually work, she was like, man, this is wrong, I'm not doing this. And she left and she started doing alternative healing methods and she found out which medicines actually work like, like you're doing. So I want to get to your origin story because I think we have a, we can see a lot of insight into why people transition into the line of work that you do. Uh, tell me a little bit about either your childhood or what was it in your young life that kind of eventually led you toward this path of seeking alternative healing methods? Yeah, absolutely. Well, as with most people that uh, get into this field, they, they go through a lot of shit. Um, so my story basically included a lot of childhood trauma, like physical, emotional abuse, abandonment, rejection, um, and that developed into physical illness. So I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder when I was 13. Um, you know, one of the reasons was because I was just in a really stressed out state. I was in a constant fight or flight state, which the body is not able to digest. Like literally when your body is stressed out, it will not digest. It, it slows down or stops unnecessary bodily functions, such as the digestive system, um, in order to survive. That's just how humans work. So, you know, as a child going through uh, those traumatic experiences, um, it really affected me physically. So I developed this uh, disease, right? And disease, uh, I like to spell it. I think it's it's a common way. So most people spell it just one word, right? D e i s e a. I see, but put a, uh, what's it called? The hyphen. The hyphen, yeah. So DI dash, yeah. So it's yeah. just uh, your body just out of balance, right? Um, and so I struggled uh, with this for over a decade because I was thrown into the conventional way of quote unquote healing, or not really healing, but um, keeping you sick. I believe that healthcare is not really healthcare, it's a sick care, right? They're not in right. the business to get you healthy because there's no money in it. So uh, basically what had happened to me is uh, over a decade, I was just in and out of hospitals, uh, had multiple surgeries, removing my small intestines because they, uh, you know, they don't really know how else to handle it besides removing the problem. Right. Uh, actually ended up making it worse. So I tried like all the medications under the roof and I just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And finally, uh, six years ago, I said, you know what, enough is enough. Like at that point, um, I started exposing myself to, to different uh, thoughts, uh, different approaches to, to health and healing and life. And I started questioning things um, because I was just at a point where I literally could not get out of bed. Like I was just so sick and tired all the time that I was like operating at 5% back then. I was like barely hanging on. So I was like this, this isn't working, but there's always like this fire inside of me and this rebel inside of me. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I was questioning everything. I never, even from the beginning when I was diagnosed, I was like, no, this is not true. Like there's something else going on. I don't have what you call Crohn's disease, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I believe that 
um, Western medicine call like creates these names, uh, these diagnoses, right, of, of what these symptoms are. It's just a way to describe the symptoms mm -hmm. and uh, so that they can bill you for it, right? right, big pharma. So I don't believe in like people saying, oh, I have Crohn's or I have um, anxiety, right? Because when you identify with that, mm. when you identify with a disease, it actually just creates more disease, right? Because then you don't take the actions uh, to make you feel better. You just accept that this is what it is mm -hmm. and uh, don't make any changes. So, and that's what I did for over 10 years. So I know that. <laughs> hey, what, was, yeah. what was the catalyst to get you to like, what was it that said, okay, this is enough, this is not working, we need to try something else? Yeah, so I had just had my last surgery, which was to uh, reverse an ileostomy. So an ileostomy, it got to the point where I literally had to um, like have this bag attached to my stomach uh, where I was like shitting in the fucking bag. It was insane. And like, you know, people like live like this all their lives and this is so unnatural. And like, you know, it just got to a point where it was, it was, it got so bad that that's, that was the only thing that conventional medicine can do. And so I remember I ju had just gotten reversed and the doctor I was working with, she was giving me my like post op instructions. She says that she wants me to be on minimum of six months of antibiotic use. Oh my God. And that was like, right, right before that, I had already started learning about the, you know, the, the effects of over antibiotic use. And I was like, six months, like, are you trying to fucking kill me? Uh -huh. <laughs> you yeah, know, cause it like literally will destroy all of my gut bacteria, mm -hmm. the both the good and the bad. Um, and without, you know, the, the right things in place. And it's just, unnecessary right so that's one thing conventional medicine does is they unnecessarily give you all these antibiotics you know just as like preventative measures anyway so that was like the first thing she said and then she says if i don't start getting better then i will have to have an iv attached to me for the rest of my life feeding me that way and not being able to eat food ever again oh gosh i was like fuck that mm -hmm. well, i would too i I love food so much, like you are not taking that away from me. Right. So that was like my turning point when you like threaten. I mean, you know, food is just food is a, a way of life, yes, you know, of and, course. um, you know, a, a lot of people unfortunately have just this bad relationship with food, you know, already because of society and blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, and so that was my turning point. I was like, this, this shit's not working. This is not right. Like, but I'm not. Let me I'm ask not gonna you this. Like, down this sorry to cut you off, but when they did give you that diagnosis or that whatever they said, that's what that's your option. Were you immediately like no, or were you kind of like maybe, or it was automatically no? It was automatically no. Okay. It was automatically no. I was like done. I was done. <laughs> and then what was your next step? What, what, did... I stopped all conventional medicine and went on my own holistic healing journey. So I, uh, I went, I moved to Denver. Um, and that's where that, 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 uh, last conversation had happened. I had the last surgery in Denver. So I was, I already like felt this pull to move to Denver. So currently living in Houston, grew up in Houston. Um, but six years ago I had this pull to go to Denver. 
and you know something was calling me and it definitely you know I, I followed my intuition and I moved to Denver and I started exposing myself to uh, a different way of life a different way of thinking you know Denver is actually the number one healthiest city in America really Houston, Houston is the number one fattest city unhealthiest city in America I did not know that. Colorado, what's the which city in Colorado is the healthiest? Denver. 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 Wow. And and weirdly, yeah. strangely enough, that was the first city who legalized weed. I find yeah. that a little odd. <laughs> oh yeah, they, they they know their shit. Yeah, and yeah, so, yeah. And that was another reason I was like, you know, I I knew the healing powers of marijuana. I mean, you know, obviously as a child or a teenager. I use it as a, you know, a coping mechanism uh, to manage stress. I mean, like, you know, we, that's ultimately why most people start doing it, right? They're like, I need to chill the fuck out, so I'm going to smoke some weed. But, uh, you know, there's so many, like, healing properties around that. And so I knew that, and Denver, you know, was was an amazing, beautiful experience for me because I met so many amazing people. I started uh, changing the way I ate. I started really nourishing my body, taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. I did, started doing yoga and like, you know, trying like um, just all these different different things, acupuncture. Um, so it was really cool just, you know, the thing is you are who you surround yourself with. Yes. You know, you are the average of the five people that you surround yourself with. So in Houston back then, I was just not – in a good, um, you know, a good environment. I was drinking all the time. I was getting like literally blackout drunk every freaking weekend and doing drugs. And just, I, I had a lot of trauma that I wasn't working through and I was using these unhealthy coping mechanisms, including food. I was eating fast food every single like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I was like running off of coffee and energy drinks and sometimes barely eating all day. Like, you know, that is so unhealthy. And that's why I was in a state of Mm dis-ease, you know? Um, And so Denver just really opened up my eyes and I started making these changes and I started feeling better. You know, I went from barely getting out of bed to waking up full of energy and excitement every day. You know, I, I had a purpose. I had, um, you know, a reason to live. I, I believe that healing was possible. That's the thing. Like conventional medicine makes you feel like, oh, you're going to be sick for the rest of your life. And this is just how it is. And there's nothing you can do about it. But like, that's a fucking lie. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest lie they tell you. Mm-hmm. Wow. See, I, I'm always fascinated by the stories. Like, what what does it take for someone to like, okay, that's it. I'm changing everything. So after you left that doctor's office and you went to Denver, like, did you have a plan in motion? Did you have people you were looking for? Who were these people you surrounded yourself with and how did you find them? Yeah, so I, uh, I had no plan. <laughs> no idea what I was going to do, how I was going to do it. Um, I just started trying different things, just Googling, learning. I've always loved to learn. Um, I wasn't great in college because I just didn't like the whole system. I didn't, you know, I don't believe that college is for everyone. I believe that, you know, there's certain careers that college is is helpful for, but other careers, like you learn everything in the workplace, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, anyways, I love learning and I started just going down the rabbit hole of, uh, how the body works, started learning about gut health, how to support your gut, how to heal your gut. Because um, most of the, the issues was 
digestive issues, but ultimately, and this is what I'm passionate about, is everything stems from the gut. Whatever symptom you have, it is tied back to your state of gut health. And whether that's uh, uh, the food that we eat, the amount of stress that we have, uh, unprocessed emotions, um, all of that is is stored in the body and in the gut and uh, the bacteria, right? Um, so have uh some dogs here so it's all good i just i want to touch on something i guess um you were saying you uh you would be basically okay we'll pause it i'll pause it i love that and i just want to touch up on what you were just saying that basically the the idiom that everyone hears and knows is you are what you eat but people forget that it's not only the food you consume it's the television you consume the music you consume the people you're around with all of that also has to do with the person that you ultimately become and uh, the way i the way i i structured my whole account on instagram is truth in media is because sometimes in media most of it is lies or half truths or distractions or things to pull your attention from what your goal should be but sometimes once in a while they'll sprinkle little truths in there and i'm like okay these are the things that if you kind of can point to people toward, they'll be like, oh, okay, that's weird. It's strange how sometimes TV or, or songs or mu- music kind of gives you this motivation or this pep talk to kind of change. And mm-hmm. and so by the, the way you were saying earlier that the way that you live your life, that lifestyle of having fast food every day, um, coffee, energy drinks, sadly, that's how a lot of people live for a lot of their life. And this whole idea whenever COVID started it pissed me off how all the mcdonald's and all these other fast food places would be open but you couldn't go to like the local health shops and really get the stuff that you needed and when they were mandating like the vaccines i was thinking why don't y'all mandate organic food or why don't y'all mandate people exercise like why don't y'all actually give people the real things that they need to become healthy no it was just relying on these masks like you said relying on these things that just kind of hide the symptoms and don't really get to the root of the problem. And earlier, oh, earlier you were mentioning how um, most of what surgery and science is, another thing I noticed too is the way science works is by destroying things. Like if science wanted to understand a frog, they got to tear it up and see what's inside. They got to cut it open, kill it to analyze and separate everything to, to really categorize it. And that's how science kind of works. And then you look at the way they treat people in the health industry, it's either cutting, burning, or poisoning something that's in the body to kind of bring you back to ease. Like with mm-hmm. cancer, they'll either cut out a tumor or they'll poison it with radiation in hopes that it doesn't get any of your good cells. But yeah, it's so strange how we see science as the epitome of the way that it should be, but it's really a destructive way of trying to heal yourself. Yeah, it's insane because here's the thing the body is fully capable of healing you just have to give it the right tools and support and environment and it can heal itself Mm -hmm. like the body is an amazing freaking thing and uh yeah unfortunately um you know again we're not conventional medicine is not in the business to to help us heal so so i love that you okay so you started surrounding yourself with good people you started doing yoga eating healthy how long was this change, this progress? How, about how long did this take? Um, so I was in Denver for about three years. And so that's really what I focused on is like getting the foundations down. 
Because that's important. That's step one. Like before we can, um, you know, fully heal, you need to get the foundations down. Um, I mean, actually, honestly, there, so there's two parts. We have the trauma healing. Um, you have your foundations, three parts, and then like underlying issues. So that's really what I focus on in Denver is the foundations, the food, the lifestyle, the mindset. The mindset was huge. Right, because if you don't believe that healing is possible, then you're not going to take the steps to actually heal. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I shifted my mindset completely, and then once I got to New York three years ago, it was right before COVID, um, and then COVID hit, and that gave me the opportunity to really do some deep healing because at that point, um, you know, I was home uh, by my not by myself, but with with myself and i had time to go inward and really process a lot of trauma that i didn't process before because um you know i, I got i got myself to i would say maybe 70 percent um by the time i got to new york a few years ago um but i was still just not feeling right and then once covid hit i got super stressed out started getting really sick again and you know, I, I started going deeper and deeper, meaning I started um, all the trapped emotions, all the unresolved trauma, it started coming up for me. I was like, okay, it's time for you to work through this. And so, um, you know, the past, uh, so the, like probably about the first year or so uh, into COVID, I spent just processing all those emotions and um, How really- so? Would, did you have a notebook or how would you process these emotions? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I journaled a lot. I have like stacks and stacks of journals. And I've always loved to journal. Like as a child, I, I, I did that a lot. So um, this was a way for me to get like all of my thoughts out of my head and onto paper and to process those emotions um, and really connect to a spiritual side. That was like a huge uh, game changer. And I believe that's a huge game changer for everybody. Like spirituality um, has to be there because for a long time, I never really had a spiritual practice before. Like growing up, um, we were Jewish. And I, I say in like quotation marks because it was just more of like a name. I mean, yeah, sure, there's maybe a feeling like the family, blood, but we didn't really practice. I never really like understood. And then once I got diagnosed with, with this disease, um, you know, a lot of a lot of even the minuscule small the small belief that I still had that there is a higher power just completely went away. So I was like, okay, well if there is there there must not be a higher power because why would I, you know, be in this state, mm -hmm. right? And I lost a little amount of spirituality that I did have. So the past couple of years, I found that again and just deepened that, um, you know, belief that there is something higher than yourself, which allowed me to release um, all the pressure that I was putting on myself. Because that's really what it is, is when you feel like it's just you, you put all the pressure on you to figure it out. But it's not just you. Mm -hmm. It's you and every single person in this world, past, present, future, and this higher power, this higher connectedness of everything, um, which makes it such a beautiful thing because then you can finally let go and just trust that shit's going to work out because it always does. Mm. But of course, you have to take aligned action too. I love that. I love that. Yeah, that's what I always say. Everything works out in the end. If it doesn't, you're probably dead. 
But um, how did you come to spirituality? Because I have the same story, and I've had the same story with people I speak to. I grew up in the Christian household. Um, around age 13, I started researching other religions, other dogmas, other spiritualities. And then really seeing, you know, the, seeing the world, how messed up it was. And I was like, man, I don't think there is a God. Because if there is a God, why is it so messed up? And I departed, departed from God. And then it wasn't until I was about 18, I started researching psychedelics. And uh, funny thing, my parents caught me researching psychedelics before I ever tried them. I had these psychedelic <laughs> books in my closet. And then they said, what is this? What are you doing? I said, I'm just reading. I'm just trying to learn. I'm trying to figure out what this stuff is. But then um, a couple months after that, I actually did uh, get managed to try some acid with a couple of my friends. And it, it didn't spark spirituality, but it did spark something in my mind that maybe everything I think I know is wrong and I need to re-examine everything. Like you, like, like the whole COVID thing, I think we just need a moment of real introspection and really re-examining why we think the things that we think. And then mm -hmm. from there, it really like got me into like researching again, reading about uh, psychology, God, and I started slowly coming back to God. Now, did you have a similar experience, or what was it that brought you back into spirituality? Plant medicine, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, the, the two things is like you said, it was a it was a moment for us to just uh, become introspective. We actually had time to slow down slow down enough where we could be with ourselves mm -hmm. and through the practice of journaling and utilizing plant medicine um i was able to reflect on a lot of things and it was you know the whole you know covid situation i mean you know we can go down that rabbit hole another time but you know that just it was a shit storm but it allowed so many people to slow down, go inward, and figure out what it is that's working, what it is that's not working, and what do you really want out of life? Because, um, uh, you know, right when when things, you know, when we went into quarantine, um, I started getting a lot of anxiety, and I was like, I don't want to do this. Like, whatever's happening right now, the work that I'm doing, the environment that I'm in, like, this is not working um the, the state of my health was declining and so things needed to shift and yeah that was an opportunity for me to go inward reflect um i smoked a lot of weed and it really i mean really this plant medicine um as well as psilocybin mushrooms i believe helps you connect to your higher power it is a tool to use to connect uh to to your higher power and receive messages and have these conversations like i've had so many uh really interesting experiences where i've received messages from a higher power from um a past relative that has died like i had a conversation with my grandma like it was crazy i've had conversations with past lives like past uh you know family lives like um yeah really cool spiritual experiences that was on uh psychedelics or just marijuana um the speaking to your it, your ancestors yeah i think I, I think marijuana but i think some of the times i just i was just i was completely sober too you know mm -hmm. once you once you start working through that trauma and you uh you know use these tools to learn to connect to a higher power you can 
you can get so good at it where you don't need to use these tools, right? They're just tools. They're not something that you need to use for the rest of your life unless you want to, right? Like, you know, I don't know how long I'm going to be using them, but for now, like, you know, it's, it's very helpful to, to help me connect and, and to, to ground myself. It helps me with anxiety, helps with depression. It helps with stress management, you know, lots of benefits to it with focus, with energy, with creativity. Um, you know, that's sometimes uh, some of the best work that I, I get done is um, when I'm on plant medicine. Uh, I love that. I feel the same way. Um, okay. So you said that during the whole COVID thing, you were having these thoughts of I'm not at where I'm at. Did this also affect the type of work that you did? And you said, yeah. so how did that transition go? Yeah, absolutely. So I was working for uh, corporate America um, for like, you know, the past 10 years, 10 years before that. Um, and it was a sales job that I was in and, and we were used to going door to door. And so once I had to work from home, that really disrupted just the way that we do business. Mm-hmm. And we had to make phone calls uh, during COVID. And so all these conversations and, and given I was living in New York, okay, not New York City, but still New York State. Um, and there's just all these conversations that I was having, like my brother's do- dead, my cousin, you know, is super sick and in the hospital. And like, you know, you hear these things on the news, like there's little, little um, uh, trucks full of bodies being driven out of mm-hmm. the state. It was fucking sick you know, and uh, just all this fear. And so that, you know, it created a lot of fear in myself. And I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this kind of work. Um, You know, the the stress, the pressure, it was literally making me sick. And um, basically, I, I kept just saying it over and over and over again. I said, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And one thing led to another, a meaningful coincidence or, you know, the, the fact that universe listened to my, my cry for help uh, exposed me to the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. So, you know, I think at that point I was probably Googling a lot of things about health, right, trying to, trying to heal myself even more. And that started popping up and I was like, what is this? what is the Institute of Instagram Nutrition? I looked into it. It was a school to teach you how to be a health coach. And I've never heard of that before. And once I looked into it, I was, I was like, this is it. This is what I want to do. Wow. I've been studying this on my own to heal myself for the past couple of years. Um, I want to go deeper. Like ultimately my decision was first to go deeper into my own healing journey, but so that I can learn and be able to teach others everything that I have learned and been able to do for myself, because I do believe healing is uh, possible. It's very, very possible. You know, I've been doing it myself and now I've helped thousands of people all over the world heal. And my mission is to continue helping um, millions of people heal. Like that is my true mission. And so, you know, that is what drives me every single day uh, to get up in the morning and fulfill this mission and serve, uh, you know, my higher purpose. Wow. That's amazing. That's so awesome. I, I love you for that, man. I love that. Cause so many people want to change the world, but they can't even fix like their own room. Like they can't have their own room clean. And it's like, you have to start with yourself. Now they say mm-hmm. when you're on the airplane, you put the safety vest on yourself before you try to help someone else. You, you can't yes. go around trying to save the world. If, if your house is, is it's a mess. So, exactly. You have to fill up your cup first. Right, right. <laughs> so you said, I'm going to do these 
these uh, courses and what is the what is the course like? Uh, how long is it? How do you enroll in it? And then how do, do you graduate from it or how does that go? Yeah, so it's a it's a one year program. I think some people can do like an accelerated version of six months. Um, but I did the one year program and it was, you know, it was a, it was a full time school and I got a certification and, um, you know, now I can help people with, I mean, that was really like the, um, the, what's that word? Just preparation or. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, honestly, a lot of the stuff I already knew, it just like just went deeper into what I already knew. So it was pretty cool to learn all that um, and just uh, helped facilitate that shift uh, within me and my career and my purpose. So, yeah, it's, it's an amazing program. Um, I highly recommend it, um, whether you want to get into the this this industry or you just want to help yourself to learn more because that's, I think that's one of the biggest missing pieces in our education system is that they don't teach people how to nourish themselves, how to take care of their mind, body, and soul, right? They teach us uh, history and math and all this shit that we don't really need. I mean, most people don't need, um, but not like the basic foundations of how to take care of a human body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, not for sure. Okay, so once you did these courses, what was your plan? How did you set up your courses to help others? Yeah, so about, um, so that's another thing that they teach us, uh, just like basic things about how to start a business. Um, So that's what I did. I started my own practice. I set myself up online. I started working with people virtually. I was still living in New York. Um, This was about three years ago. And so I was still living in New York, so I was doing everything virtual. And now that I'm in Houston, I see people in person. So it's pretty cool. And I uh, actually might be getting like a, an actual office space pretty soon. So I'm super excited about that. Oh, that's awesome. And then uh, you were saying earlier, Houston is the fattest city. So you got a lot of customers here possibly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I think it's always a challenge because conventional medicine, you know, feeds us these lies. And so it makes people hard to believe that this is going to help them so but thankfully there's you know there's people that want to educate themselves that want to heal themselves and uh, sometimes a lot of times something bad unfortunately has to happen for people to make that decision to be like okay I'm done right like for me I right. I uh, I suffered for 10 years until I was like all right enough is enough obviously I'll like get your shit together <laughs> yeah. Know? See, that's what I'm always fascinated. These rock bottom points where it, like, I've thought about several methods that this happens. It could either be a divorce, uh, you fail school, um, you take a psychedelic, or even falling down. Just something that triggers your mind to start questioning, okay, why am I suffering? I don't want to be suffering. What can I do to end the suffering? And it kind of also reminds me of what the Buddha says, that Life is suffering, but through through that, if you can let go of desire, you can essentially let go of the suffering. And it just, I think it, that's just what people need, a catalyst. For, pe- for different people, it's something different, but somebody needs a catalyst to like really get them to think. And that's why I love the whole COVID thing. As, as much as it sucked, the, be- the bittersweet uh, thing about it is that, like you said, it brought people inside. It really brought them to analyze, am I doing the right thing? And... A lot of people have changed their lives. You're one example. I know already a dozen people that have changed their life because of COVID, and it's it's beautiful and amazing. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, catalyst. That was the word I was looking for earlier. What, what was the word? Catalyst. <laughs> Catalyst, okay, awesome. yeah, it's a good word. It's yeah, a good uh, word. <laughs> uh, I, I I spoke to a rapper. His name is Catalyst because he he needed a catalyst to change his life. And see, that's the thing. I love it. it you need just that spark, that moment of you to like really say, okay, because it's so easy for people to like live in discomfort. They kind of just mask themselves through addictions or drugs or something else. They just like numb themselves to like not feel what they're what what's telling them. Their soul is essentially trying to tell them, hey, I'm not happy. We need to do something different, but. They'll take uh, benzos or uh, these pills that numb you and like just make you numb and a zombie essentially, and it's very sad. So- yeah, yeah, I completely agree. And um, you know, I, I work with a lot of people that struggle with addiction as well. Um, you know, I believe that addiction is a symptom of something deeper. So a lot of times it's a, a deep um, unresolved trauma. And so that's something I'm really passionate about as well, because uh, plant medicine can be so powerful for that. And like everyone struggles with addiction, okay? Whether it's, um, you know, alcohol, illicit drugs, uh, food, food is an addiction, right? Social media, overworking, even though those are like socially acceptable uh, addictions, those are still addictions and that affects the mind, body, and soul. And so we really need to do some deep healing as a collective um, so that we can heal these parts of ourselves. And, you know, earlier you asked me about how was I able to connect to, you know, the spiritual side of me? And really the answer is surrender. Mm. I had to surrender, wow. right? And that's yeah. a big thing is just surrendering, um, and letting go of, of this burden that we carry on our shoulders. And, you know, that's why we use these unhealthy coping mechanisms, right? Because we don't know anything better. You know, we haven't been taught how to really take care of ourselves. And so um, this is something I'm really, really passionate about. I love that. Yeah, I love your passion. I can hear it. And so yesterday we were, we had a small talk, and I don't know if you want to bring it up because uh, I don't know if this messes up your professional feel or if you want to talk about what you told me yesterday about coming sessions. Do you recall? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, let's let's do it. You know, we we have to like we have to have these conversations because we need to um, bring this to the forefront because it's so powerful and um, you know your whole your whole podcast like i love it because we need to break down these walls we need to um speak our truth because without people like you and i and all these amazing beautiful people that are showing up and doing this this powerful work that's what's going to help heal the world you know one person at a time and uh we can't just sit back and be quiet about these things anymore so yeah great great i love it i love it yeah because some people uh they do have their professional life and they kind of want to separate that and and i get it i totally get it but like you said we have to speak our truth regardless because we are at a critical point in time so you mentioned last time that you got in in touch with some type of shaman lady and then y'all came up with this uh, program you're going to be offering soon tell me about it (laughs) yeah so um i got connected to her um maybe a year ago yeah about a year ago and it's it's crazy how we met because um we are actually related oh shit. Uh, that's so weird sixth generation cousins what so how did she you found me, she found me on ancestry.com okay and uh i like didn't really use that i did that like so long ago and i never really looked at it um but she reached out to me on facebook 
And I was like, who is this? I was like, okay, I need some proof. So I went on Ancestry.com and like, there she was, sixth generation cousin. Wow. Like, and uh, so we, we got on a call because, um, you know, our profiles, like our Facebook profiles both show that we're like in this type of work, holistic healing work. So we got on a call and we just had an amazing conversation. I'm like, man, this is like my people, you know? And uh, so it was really cool to be able to connect with someone um, that you not only have, you're on the same like frequency, but also in the same like line of work. So it was really cool. And um, I actually went to her first for like a hypnosis session. She, she's been like teaching me all these things. And um, that was a really cool experience. And then that's, and then earlier this year, so back in, I think it was like February, I did my first uh, deep healing plant medicine ceremony. Or, you know, she guided me through the, through the session. So plant medicine ceremony, meaning I took uh, psilocybin mushrooms and they're uh, teachers. So the, there's different strains, right? And it was a teacher of mushrooms. And so I took five grams, oh, which is a damn. lot. Yeah. <laughs> You go deep. Yeah, it was a lot, and you know that's that's for like deep shamanic healing, oh, right? Yeah. Like yeah. most people, they take like one two grams just for fun. Mm -hmm. Um, but really, like, like if you want to do some deep shamanic healing, but you have to be either uh not trained, but you know, be able to feel comfortable to do it on your own because you've done it already or you've done it in the um space of a guide. But really, if you're in the beginning stages. I highly recommend you doing it with a guide, um, but whether it's mushrooms or ayahuasca or you know um, any of those other psychedelic mushrooms, um, especially if you're there to heal trauma, because a lot of things are going to come up for you, and it's really important to be able to be in a safe space and to have someone guide you back into uh, a, a calm state if, for some reason, um, you allow fear to take over. Oh, now. Yeah, yeah. When I had my trip, it was such a beautiful experience. Like it was like a movie. I um, I received so many beautiful messages, and I had already done a lot of trauma healing on my own, and so not a lot of like traumatic things came up for me because that, that's what can happen, right? If you haven't dealt with trauma, um, like there's a lot of deep seated. Uh, demons that you haven't worked through, that's going to come up on your trip. And, um, you know, you have to be ready to, to work through that and receive uh, the messages so that you can heal. And so for me, it was more of like giving me clarity. It helped. I had a lot of questions and doubts around that time. And so it helped give me clarity. And I received a lot of beautiful messages from, from my higher power. And um, it helped me, um, you know, make the shifts that I needed to make. And, and that next chapter so um yeah and i'm actually going in a few weeks um to do a plant medicine ceremony in a group setting i've never done that before but basically what she does is she hosts these um beautiful ceremonies where you you take tea you drink some tea and then you go inward and you work through your 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 stuff and um connect to a higher power and uh yeah i'm excited to be able to do that because there's some things that I need to work through. And also I'm going to see how she does it because we're going to facilitate more of these all over the world. Yes, so super excited awesome. to uh, 
be able to help more people and fulfill this mission of helping millions of people heal. Oh, yeah, man. And that's how it's going to happen. It's just these little underground things that are kind of seemingly hidden. But these are the ways to actually go through. Like, like you said, you have to work through. You can't just mask it with drugs or anything. You have to actually see the trauma for what it is and like resolve it. Uh, I'll give one of my examples. Um, it was probably uh, four or five years ago. Um, I was having problems and I didn't know what it was. And then um, I hadn't, because I had stopped taking psychedelics. I was working, like just working my ass off, working 12 hours a day, 60 hours a week, not really focusing on myself. I had left, uh, stopped researching the alternative God, spiritual type of realm, and I was just kind of working. And it was it was making me kind of depressed. And then I started listening to podcasts. I, re I discovered podcasts, I think this was around age 20... Three, and I started listening to a lot of Joe Rogan, and then I started listening to a psychedelic podcast, and then I was like, you know what, I need psychedelics, because I feel like they were really helping me out, and I have not done them for years now, and so I couldn't find any, and I said, fuck it, I'm going to figure out how to grow them, and I grew them myself, and I felt like a chemist, and it's a beautiful thing to actually grow them yourself, because Terrence McKenna, one of the major talking heads for mushrooms, he would say that once you grow your own mushrooms, you actually learn a lot of the things that you need to go into that psychedelic realm. For example, uh, you learn how to be clean because it has to be a sterile environment. You have to learn how to be clean. You have to learn how to follow directions. You have to learn how to calm yourself and be patient. And these things essentially do help you because the only reason I would recommend psychedelics to somebody is that they had only already taken some type of meditation practice. Because once you get in that realm, like you said, uh, the trauma can come up and it can bring up fear. And it can trigger yeah. what people call a bad trip. And I've seen people have a bad trip and it's not, you don't want to have that. Because this will probably regress you back worse and then you'll have to work through that. So anytime I recommend psychedelics is first really know yourself and at least be able to meditate 10, 15 minutes without you like trying to run out of the meditation. Yeah, and, I completely agree. And so I groomed mushrooms, and then I, I went deep like you. I took five grams, and I was at my home alone. And I had written out a couple of things, like, uh, why do I feel not completely happy? What should I do next? And what should I search for? And then during the trip, um, I had some water, and I spilled the water. And then somehow, because of the psychedelic, it brought back this, I guess, memory I had hidden in myself of being a little child and spilling my drink in front of my dad and him getting upset and like slapping me and being like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, it just brought this emotion. I was like, whoa, whoa what is that? Why did that? Why did I remember that right now? And then I started having other memories of just like my childhood and how my father really pushed me to be like the best in sports or in academia and anything. My dad would be like, you have to be the best. And I would have to study or practice more than everyone else. And I started really analyzing that. I was like, man, I think maybe that was not normal. And that is what's what caused this anxiety that now you're worrying about everything, making sure you're doing the right thing. And it clicked it, like it turned the light bulb on for me. I was like, oh, my God, this is all from my childhood. I need to really go back to meditating and figuring out why am I so anxious and stressed about the littlest things and that's just my example of, of how it helped me and it has helped me in various other ways but it really takes that moment of like because I don't think you could do it on, maybe you could do it on meditation alone but psychedelics like kick you into that door where like it tells you sit down and really analyze this 
Mm, I love that. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. Um, I love whenever we can have those experiences where we can just have first off have some awareness, right? Like that's the first step is just having awareness of how we feel physically, emotionally, spiritually, like and knowing that if something is off, being able to try to identify what what's going on and when you can have those types of experiences where it's like, oh, that's because of something that happened in my childhood and then be able to work through that and process that in a healthy way in a safe space um, that can just make a huge difference, right? So it's, it's a beautiful thing. Oh yeah, I love that. And uh, yesterday when we were speaking, I had mentioned a documentary you should watch. It's called Fantastic Fungi. I'll send you a okay. link for it after the show, but it's it's all about this guy who uh, was in the military and he got discharged because he got hurt or injured and he was just going through alcoholism, problems in his life, and um, he got in touch with a guy who does exactly what you're speaking of and they had a session and uh, they were in a safe place. Um, they had uh, soft, beautiful music. Uh, they had people there to guide him, to hold his hand. And you really need that. That's very important, especially for people who are going to be going in that for the first time. I think that's critical because, like you said, you can go into a bad trip and I've seen people tear off their clothes, screaming, thinking they're dying, and oh, you do not want that. And so, yeah. Yeah. So um, I, we're getting near the end of the show, but I want to ask you that whenever you do that session, I would love to have you on again and like talk about the whole process, how they do it, where the people maybe some of the intentions you have and what happened during the experience and, and after. Yeah, yeah, that sounds cool. Cause yeah, I can definitely see you doing that, man. That's gonna be so awesome. I feel uh, eventually it'll legalize here, but I think it just takes all these people having these experiences. And then who mm -hmm. knows, maybe you, ha you treat someone who's in touch with a politician and they end up talking to them and they have a change of mind and they're like, hmm, I'll look into it. And that's not like, it, that's it, like you said earlier, it takes one person at a time. It doesn't take yeah. us planning. Or... It's already happening. You already put it out into the universe. I mean, seriously, this is this is the movement that that we want to have. Um, you know, me and my um, friend slash cousin slash plant medicine shaman woman, we're starting a podcast together, and that's really our mission is to spread awareness around this um, about the healing properties of plant medicine and ultimately make this legalized all over the world um you know it has so much potential um impact and we need to we need to spread the message and create awareness and and create these shifts in in our society and humanity i love that and so what's gonna be do you have an idea for the format of the show or what do you think it's gonna consist of yeah, so pretty much like this, you know, having having guests on, uh, me and her will, will be having conversations, uh, just talking about the the medicinal properties, the healing properties of different plant medicines. So it's not just psilocybin mushrooms, but it's also, you know, marijuana and MDMA. Um, I, I use MDMA in an early, uh, like 10 years ago. Um, actually I did it like um, two months ago. <laughs> Amazing. I believe MDMA is also very powerful. Um, it's just a little tricky because, um, the efficacy of it. Anyways, that's, uh, that's another story. You, you but want basically we'll be talking about different like plant medicines. We'll be talking about holistic nutrition, holistic health, um, really 
just going deep and, you know, un- uncovering uh, the truth. So again, very similar to this podcast where we really just want to speak our truth, share um, what reality is um, and create some awareness and uh, help people open up their thoughts and uh, start thinking differently and doing things differently and healing one person at a time. I love that. And if I may make a suggestion, how about y'all actually have like the guest before and after a session? That way you can like get a a read and see what maybe their issues were and how they reintegrated and how it's helped them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we will definitely be having people come on as guests that have had experiences uh, with um, plant medicine to speak about their story, you know, their before and after their transformation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. And what do you think the setting will be when y'all do offer these sessions? And can people get in touch with you to make this happen? Yeah. Um, so the settings are typically we rent out uh, a house um, and we have about 10, 15 people uh, attend. And it's an all day thing. Um, usually you get there around 9 a.m., you leave at 5 p.m. and you know, you're, you're good to go. Um, and you know, you have that experience and if you want, if you're interested in learning more, you can get in touch with me, uh, through my Instagram, uh, it's thrive with Avital, T-H-R-I-V-E with W-I-T-H, Avital, A-V-I-T-A-L. I'm sure you'll put yeah, in the, the guest notes for, for people. So just send me a DM, follow me, send me a DM and, uh, let's get the conversation started. Cool, cool. Okay, and like, do you screen people and are you going to require them to do some type of fasting or dieta before? Yeah, exactly. So uh, we would send them those recommendations, um, really requirements, because um, when when your body in the, is in this toxic, low vibration state, which includes eating um, unhealthy foods and, you know, the environment that you're in, the thought process that you're in, uh, when you go into it, it just it's not going to allow you to be open and be able to receive the messages as well as if at all, because your body is just at a low vibrational frequency. So um, you need to make sure that you nourish your body, eat clean, healthy, nutrient dense foods, drink enough water, um, no caffeine, no, uh, no, even smoking marijuana, no cigarettes, none of that for um, usually about three, four days before. Mm. Well, I think that in and itself would be an experience for some people because I feel a lot of people uh, are just stuck to the routines and to break that it's a it's a big it's a big thing and I think that alone, like you said, it will bring some changes to just to the way they think and feel. It'll really allow them to be like at a baseline, I guess. Yes, exactly. Usually, it's about three days when you can get through like the third day of uh, detoxing from all the shit that we put in our bodies. Um, that's really when like your mindset shifts and your, uh, your spirituality really kicks in. You're like, wow, okay. I'm really starting to feel better after day three. Like this is what it's all about. I want to keep going. Yeah. I love that. And now, uh, do you have any type of safety measures or emergency precautions in case someone does go through a bad trip? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I mean, I haven't done these these trips myself but from what, what i understand it's never happened um my my plant medicine woman she does an amazing job at 
uh, facilitating and, and making sure people are ready, right? Like she will deny people if she doesn't feel that they're ready. Right. So you have to be ready and open to receive, um, you know, this type of experience. So definitely uh, want to make sure that it's, it's not for everyone. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I, maybe at some point everyone can try it, but you have to be ready and open to receive it. So yeah, because man, I've seen some crazy YouTube videos of guys who like are just going for fun and they end up having a terrible time. Yeah, because it's not for fun. Right, right. <laughs> it's for for healing. Right, right. I mean, yes, you can use it for you know fun, but very like low doses, like micro doses, and those those are very you know healing as well. Like that's one thing that I really really love, and um, uh, my clients love it as well is micro dosing because it it's something that you can take not every day, but like up to five days a week, and you can it can really help you just clear out some anxiety, depression, be present, be focused, be energized, be creative. Um, very, very powerful, um, just in, in small doses. And just to reiter reiterate for someone who might not know, microdosing is just taking a very minuscule amount of the psychedelic. Now, how do you do that? Do you just take a small bite or do you actually measure out what you're, what you're taking? Uh, they come in three filled in capsules. Oh, dang. Y'all going deep. Y'all making capsules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they, uh, they, there's five different mushrooms. Um, one of them is the teacher mushroom and the other four are going to be adaptogens. So like reishi and, oh. uh, lion's mane, you know, those are, you know, you can, people can take those, uh, without the psychedelic and, and still have such powerful, um, results. Really? Like the, these mm -hmm. mushrooms that yeah, you can buy in the grocery store can give you some sort of a uh, what? Well, there's it's still medicinal mushrooms like chaga and lion's mane. So those just have, I mean, really all mushrooms have healing properties, but not like really you want to get certain types of strains, right? Because um, they can really help with like clarity, energy. They're anti-inflammatory, anti-fungal. Um, so lots and lots of uh, medicinal benefits and um, the non-psychedelic mushrooms as well. Yeah, mushrooms are amazing. Even if you get into the scientific, scientific idea of them, a lot of people say that these actually came probably from a different planet because just of the way that they are, uh, the way that they grow and how they can live in a vacuum in space. People, scientists have actually postulated the idea that these are not from this planet. And, uh, and mm -hmm. they even said that plants are closer to humans than they are to, plant, to, to regular plants. They're wild. Yeah, that's really cool. Well, thank you, Avital. Uh, again, we didn't ask, what does Avital mean and what is your name from? Yeah, so Avital means goddess of dew, like dew drops in the morning, D-E-W, oh. like the little water droplets uh, when you wake up in the morning and you see them on the grass. Mm. Um, it originates, it's, it's a Hebrew name, and my parents grew up in Israel, and so that's where they got my name from. Avital do and you know mushrooms come from do. Wow, that's so weird. Yeah. Dang, so. that's you were meant for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, for awesome. sure, meant for this type of work. So I love that, it's Avital. cool to be able, you know, connect to that that purpose and um, be be able to live it. Yeah, that's amazing. There's I always say on every podcast it seems you're born. There's two important days in your life: when you're born and when you figure out why you're born. And you figure mm -hmm. it out. So yeah, when once you do start doing these sessions, I would love to have you on and maybe just talk about that again. And once you do get your office, I'll put on the notes of whoever I have and let them know that you already started doing these so that they can contact you if they do want to have some sort of session with you. Yeah, 
Cool. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much. I love the Abitan, and I always end with know thyself, improve thyself, find the others, and then you'll know what to do. Peace. All right, guys. I hope you all enjoyed that. That was my little conversation with Avital. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, after this talk, we had off-the-air talk, and um, I think she's convinced me to maybe, you know, I always said I would never charge for this podcast, but I need to figure out maybe some way to not gain, but she, the way she mentioned it is this is an energy transfer, and there is nothing wrong with making money with something that you create. And for the longest, I had, like, this ickiness of, like, uh, who am I to sell what, what I have to offer? But, no, she's right. After a certain point, if you become a good enough person in what you do, you should get paid for what you do. So I'm not saying I'm good and all. I'm, you know, I'm just starting out. It's only been a year. I only hope to get better from this. But, yeah, I'm, it's just something I'm going to take a, a second look at and probably offer some of y'all guys maybe some type of advertisements for cool products that I've been having in mind. Uh, I'm just going to have to really put some thought into that. But, anywho... I hope you enjoyed that. Um, I spoke with her after, and she said that, yeah, her and um, the shamanic lady are going to eventually create some sort of center so that people can come um, with a group and have some sort of experience that can help them, you know, make their lives uh, take a positive turn or or try to fix something that was, that was wronged in the past. <clears throat> and I, I truly think that that's what this ease is as well. It comes from some sort of issue that we haven't really settled or put to bed. And this creates some type of schism in our mind. And the only way for us to take notice of it is for it to be shown in the body through some type of way. <clears throat> but anyways, again, I hope you all enjoy that. Um, uh, she wanted, Avital wanted to s share this song with you all. It's called Psychedelics. And it's, this is by Rebel Ray. I've never heard this song, but I'm going to play it. And then after that song, it's going to be a song that I want to share with y'all. Um, that one is called, oh, it didn't even work. Uh, it's called Blinkers Removed by Men of No Ego. And I wanted to share this song because this is one of the only songs that I feel best represents what an ego death kind of feels like. Um, I don't know if you know, but an ego death is basically a moment in time during a psychedelic experience where you go in so deep that you don't even remember that you're a human or what your name is. Any concept of yourself, the ego, is basically washed away and then you have like this transcendental experience that kind of puts you in connection with source, I feel. And just a quick uh, little story, I've already told it on the podcast but you might not have heard, but one time... <clears throat> Um, I took some LSD, I was meditating on my couch, laying down, and um, I started like really going in deep, I, and mind you, I had only taken one tab of acid, but it felt like three or four, it felt uh, stronger than usual, um, I had already had some of the same batch, and it wasn't that strong, so I don't know what it could have been, but either way, I was laying down, meditating, and as I was thinking, I started forgetting English. I couldn't really think even in English anymore or Spanish. It seemed like language was washed away from me. And the only thing my mind was communicating was through symbols or thoughts, 
no, not really any words, just kind of uh, abstract ideas. And so as I was laying down on the couch, meditating to some, I think, um, abstract music, I like listening to music with no lyrics, because I feel sometimes lyrics can kind of guide you towards some type of trip, and I just prefer to be it, what's the word, um, personal, your own mind generating the, the images or the thoughts or the trip. And so I was meditating, and all of a sudden, like I said, I started forgetting English, and I could, I could feel my mind, I could feel my consciousness right around the area of my heart and mind, kind of like intertaking both spaces, and I felt it expanding. So as I was laying down, I felt it expand toward my couch, and after it took over my couch, it engulfed and spilled over into the floor, and then the ceiling, and then the walls, and my mind or my awareness just kept expanding more and more until it eventually took over my neighborhood and then the state, the country, and eventually the whole universe. It expanded to such a point that it was encapsulating the whole universe. And then for some reason, it all kind of just popped like a balloon and got infinitesimally small, kind of like a black hole. And then everything turned black, like there was nothing. And I got the sense or the sensation of pure emptiness and pure loneliness. And all of a sudden, for some reason, this trip was explaining to me what was happening before the Big Bang. And you know what? I think I'm going to save the story then. I, th <laughs> I probably already told it, but I'm going to save it and put it behind a paywall or something. So y'all guys are going to have to fork over a beer at least or something, but anyways, let's go on to the music. <laughs> Sorry to leave y'all hanging like that, but this is the way. Okay, so first again, to reiterate, the first song will be Psychedelics by Rebel Ray, and then the second song will be Blinkers Removed by Man of No Ego. And uh, please y'all go check out um, Avital's links, I'm going to put them in the show notes, and uh, get in touch with her, and if you want to have some sort of psychedelic session with somebody who's experienced and who knows what they're doing, hit her up, and who knows where you can go from there. So thank you guys for listening. Know thyself, improve thyself, find the others, and then you'll know what to do. Peace.
this is blinkers removed.
Attached to his ego. No, I don't see any. 